Welcome to the NIHR Dementia Researcher podcast, brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk, in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society, supporting early career dementia researchers across the world. Hello, I'm Dr. Anna Volkmer, and I'm delighted to be your host for this week's show. I'm sure you've heard from me before, but if you're new to our podcast, I'm a speech and language therapy researcher at University College London, helping people live with dementia and address language and communication difficulties. As an early career researcher, I know firsthand how difficult but rewarding this career choice can be. The NIHR and charities here in the UK have been doing their bit to help ECR providing funding, training and career support. And in the US, the Alzheimer's Association International Society to Advance Alzheimer's Research and Treatment, or ISTAR for short, convenes the global Alzheimer's and dementia science community. Members share knowledge, fuel collaboration, and advance research to find more effective ways to detect, treat, and prevent Alzheimer's and other dementias. Within ISTART, we have professional interest areas, or PIAs, and it's an exciting development within this space today that we're gonna talk about. So I'm gonna welcome my guests, Adam Smith, um, also sometimes a host of the podcast, so no pressure on me to do a good job. We also have uh, Dr. James Quinn, a research fellow from Massachusetts General Hospital Department of Neurology. Um, hi, James. We also have Dr. Beth Sharbin, um, postdoctoral fellow at University of Pittsburgh. Hi, Beth. Good morning. And um, we've got Dr. Nayara Demnitz a postdoctoral researcher at the Danish Research Center for Magnetic uh, Resonance, the DRCMR. Hello, Nayara. Hi, Anna. So hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so Adam, James, Beth and Nayara, I'm going to start by asking you to introduce yourselves. So Adam, perhaps I can come to you first as well. Are you feeling the pressure, Anna? A little bit. <laughs> Can you tell? I'm only slightly nervous because we usually this is the other way around, isn't it? I it is. Horse and ask you questions. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, introducing me, Anna. So I'm Adam Smith. I'm the program director in the uh, office of the National Director for Dementia Research at University College. Uh, London. Um, I'm responsible for various things that are the activities related to delivering the Prime Minister's 2020 challenge on dementia in the UK to try and improve uh, how research uh, is delivered and I also do uh, my own research as well um, and part of that work involves uh, creating this website Dementia Researcher. Thank you. Thank you Adam. Perhaps um, we come to James next. Hello, so I'm James Quinn, uh, a research fellow in the Alzheimer's Clinical and Translational Research Unit at Massachusetts General Hospital. Um, I did my PhD in the UK at the University of Manchester before moving over to the US um, back in uh, back last year. And essentially I research uh, neuropeptides as potential diagnostic biomarkers and of Alzheimer's disease and also really try and unpick why they're getting dysregulated using molecular and cell biology techniques. So working lots in the lab and that's where I am today. Got some experiments running during the podcast as well. That's pretty exciting. Uh, thank you very much, James. So we'll come to Beth next. Um, 
I realized earlier I should have said good morning or good afternoon or good evening, as the case may be um, in our now interconnected world. Um, I am at the University of Pittsburgh, where I'm a postdoctoral fellow in the Graduate School of Public Health. And uh, my work uses a population neuroscience framework to study the vascular contributions to cognitive impairment and dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. And what that means is that I integrate the methods of epidemiology and biostatistics with neuroscience and psychology methods so um, that we can improve uh, neuroscience studies, make them larger, make them um, draw more appropriate inferences and be generalizable to populations that we care about. Um, I'm also affiliated with the University of Pittsburgh Alzheimer Disease Research Center, working in their outreach recruitment and engagement core. Fantastic, thank you, Beth. And last of all, Nayara. Hi, um, so I'm Nayara Demnitz. I'm a postdoc at the Danish Research Center for Magnetic Resonance, um, which is a research institute at the University Hospital of Villeloa, which I'm definitely mispronouncing and it'll take about six months before I can learn how to say it. Um, I'm a cognitive neuroscientist and I study how different lifestyle factors might help promote healthy brain aging, I'm particularly interested in physical activity and whether men and women might um, respond differently to physical activity interventions. Exciting. Well, thank you very much. One of the best things about hosting these podcasts is I get to meet new and interesting people doing very exciting research. But um, Adam, I'm going to ask you today, perhaps to share the big news before we get chatting, if you could. Yeah, I'm going to build up there. So uh, the reason why we're uh, here today, um, James, Nayara, uh, uh, Beth and I, is because we, the four of us, collaborated to submit an application to iStart and the PIAs that you mentioned earlier to create a new one. And we were really excited to hear last month that that's been approved. So we're here today because we're essentially letting everybody know about a new PIA called the PIA to Elevate Early Career Researchers, or PIAs for short, is, is now a real thing. It exists um, amongst iStart. So um, that, that's why we're here, hoping to uh, share what that does and what we hope to achieve through that PIA and encourage other people to get involved over the coming years. So um, why did you get together to do this? Can you tell me a bit about how it came about, Adam? Of course. So the number of students and early career researchers working in the field of dementia has definitely grown over the last 12 years. I think it's hard to go to a conference now and not realize that the average age of the people in the room is, is much lower than it was, you know, five or, or 10 years ago. Um, and, but despite this, we know that there are still five times fewer researchers choosing to work in dementia compared to cancer. Um, and also as well around rather sadly, about 70% of early career researchers leave four years after their PhD. And the statistics are even worse uh, when you start to look at different the gender split on that uh, loss as well. So we thought we needed to identify uh, why this is going wrong, why people are leaving, and start to have a look at the postdoc uh, uh, transition, post PhD, and in order to beat dementia, we also know that we needed to attract more people and retain 
more scientists uh, to dementia as well. So this is kind of where the PIA came about. I know we'll we'll go on later to talk about its its main objectives, but there are other PIAs already exist that have a an element of early career support to them. But we wanted to take a more holistic and wider view beyond individual research fields to understand the details behind this challenge and to develop solutions to try and attract people to dementia um, and to support and retain those people in the field. Brilliant. Well, I've certainly benefited from some of the early career researcher initiatives, so I think this is a great idea. So, and I'm, I'm Beth, I'm going to come to you next because I know you've been involved in iStart for some time, so you've got experience of working in other um, PIAs. So could you tell us a bit more in general about what iStart is and about these PIAs? Sure, so iStart is um, the group that puts on the Alzheimer's Association International Conference each year. And it's a membership um, organization to bring together the international um, scientific community that's studying Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. And um, I think my first attendance at um, the Alzheimer's Association International Conference may have been um, in, in London, in fact. And so I've been um, affiliated with iStart for several years now. And at first I got um, involved in the vascular uh, cognitive disorders professional interest area. And I've been um, very involved with that group since I joined iStart. And it was a really great experience for me where I got to meet um, other early career researchers, but also um, people who were more advanced in their career who could sort of informally mentor me um, the year that I attended, there was a, a breakout workshop that um, when we were involved and we discussed sort of the contributions of cerebral small vessel disease to Alzheimer's disease, everyone who attended that workshop was then invited to work on a paper of the proceedings and I was able to be involved in that and that was a really great experience. So I've met a lot of new uh, people that way. And that professional interest area does have early career research representatives built into their executive committee, which is really nice. And then in the past year, I have um, just gotten involved with the diversity um, professional interest area. And that is because my research area is taking um, a little bit of a turn towards something that Nayara actually mentioned a few minutes ago. So I'm excited to learn that we have this in common, Nayara. Um, I'm particularly interested in um, sex and gender differences in Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. And so I've um, become more involved in the, in the diversity of PIA and a particular group, like a particular interest group that's looking at sex and gender differences. So that, that as well has been a very good experience and each professional interest area seems to be set up a little bit differently. And so for that interest group, we've been having sort of working group meetings over um, once a month for the past several months to think about what are our priorities and what we would like to do moving forward. Great. I can see that um, as a, I guess a slightly um, 
rarer speech and language therapist in dementia. There's not many of me. I can see that that's common across many dementia researchers that you're often out on your own a little bit. So networking and bringing people together is incredibly valuable. And I can see that. What will your role be in this IPA? Um, So in this um, PIA, I will actually um, be the vice chair of the executive committee. And so that involves um, basically a two year term where I can um, you know, assist with anything that um, Adam will need. I, I don't think he, he got to mention that he will be the chair of the executive committee. And so I'll serve that term. And then um, at the end of that time, I would become the chair so um, if, for example, if we were to have any, any um, workshops or small um, research sessions, I think that Adam would chair that and I would be, you know, available to, to help with that. So, um, you know, we're just, we're really excited to get started. And so I'm, I'm game to do anything to help support Start the PF. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mention that before. So yeah, I guess I, I'm going to be taking the role of the chair for this first term, but um, it kind of, I mean, it does really feel like an expansion of some of the things we've started elsewhere, like through the Dementia Researcher website and podcast. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure Nayar will talk about this in a while, but some of the things that we plan to do are kind of scaling up some of the things that we've already been doing, but also uh, trying to bring in more countries across the world and to, to expand that, definitely. Thank you. I think we've caught James between experiments. Um, so I'm going to ask James, uh, a few questions now while we've got him. James, could you perhaps tell us some more of the long or short-term aims of this PIA? <laughs> yeah, um, so it's, a, it's really exciting to be involved in this. Uh, it's the first thing I want to say. So I think we were really trying to target the PIA to fit unmet needs that are currently early career researchers face. And we know there's a lot of issues around kind of really getting a good global network um, we've seen that with the most recent Alzheimer's Association conference. I think the, the fifth most attended country was Brazil. And I, I didn't know a single research from Brazil because quite often with these international conferences, they're really hard to get to. But with it all kind of going virtual, that's definitely made it a lot more accessible. And I've been able to meet some potential collaborators uh, who work in Brazil, which is really exciting. So that's definitely one of the main goals is to really grow uh, the membership in these kind of underrepresented countries. So we are going to be looking for a, a kind of a, a, a new global chair and some country-specific chairs and kind of some region-specific chairs. So if that's something that you're interested in, please get in contact with us because we are looking for people who are really interested in developing the early career research, with, research network within their own country and with the countries that surround them. So we really want to look at developing some new webinars around career advice, um, and create a really good online platform, as Adam was saying, kind of an extension of what's being done in the UK with Dementia Researcher and some of the work that the Alzheimer's Association do. So really trying to pull together a big list of available fellowships, travel grants, and it will allow early career researchers to come in and find potential international collaborators as well. Because as you mentioned, uh, Anna, about the speech and language therapy, it's the same thing for what I do in, in the kind of these niche biomarkers. There's probably five groups that are working on this precision medicine biomarkers. And I know all of those groups and it's kind of like, it would be really nice to, for me to be able to meet the early career research network and uh, within those individual groups. So I think the real key things are really trying to develop the membership around the world. 
and really get a good global reach. Uh, have a kind of a get lots of feedback from uh, early career researchers in those countries to identify some of those issues that they face. I know Naira was going to talk a little bit about this uh, later on and kind of attend relevant conferences, especially with them all going online, that will become a lot easier. Um, and then having kind of individual country specific researchers developing the network within their base and then, and then spreading that out. And I should add, um, I'll talk a little bit about my role within, within the peer as well. So I'm going to be um, uh, James, while you do that, can you, I just wanted to say, you mentioned about that listeners should get in touch. As yes. you talk about your role, could you also tell the listeners how they could get in touch and who to get in touch with? Yeah, um, I, I'll leave Adam to answer that question. Um, okay. I think he will be the best person to answer the questions. I don't know. I know you can, you can join uh, through the iStart website. So you have to become an iStart member and there's a really easy way of getting in touch that way. But I will. I think Adam will be able to answer more specifically around specific mechanisms for getting in touch. Um, so my role is going to be as the programs chair. So again, it's a it's a two year term, and essentially this is really the the lead for developing these kind of online conferences that we talked about, uh, a potential sessions at the different conferences. So the at the Alzheimer's Association International Conference and really just trying to push both the scientific uh, outreach that we do and the educational outreach that we do. Lovely, it's exciting, thank you. Can I, um, can I just add to that? I mean, the, the, I mean, I think James covered those really well in detail. I mean, there, there were three kind of key high, high level objectives, which when you submit a PIA application for anybody who's thinking about doing this themselves, they ask you to kind of set out what your, what your overarching aims are. And the first one we'd set out was, as I mentioned at the start, to try and encourage more people to consider and inspire them to choose to want to work in, in dementia as well. And as James mentioned, we realized that that's going to look different in different countries. So having uh, representation from each of the different continents or subcontinents uh, is something we'll look at when we set up the executive committee for this PIA in the, in the coming months. Um, is to bring in those subcontinents to to get that local flavor and realize that then there's an opportunity to develop uh, local objectives that are relevant to that country when it comes to this because you know that might mean encouraging more PhD students in somewhere else in one part of the world or in other places trying to address these bottlenecks that we have at the moment where people come out of their PhD and, and there are lacks of opportunities to move on through fellowships and I think one of the things that we realized uh, ourselves is is that there's very little data out there that looks at this field as, as a whole in terms of how many PhD students are there, how much funding really is invested into early career researchers in different parts of the world, um, and, and where do these drop-offs occur. So um, trying to gather some of this data up so we can produce materials and reports and things that rather like Alzheimer's Disease International do that we can then present these back to research funders and to you know health authorities and governments to to encourage them and to provide evidence they need to better support this this field that we work in um and a, apart from that as well is is rather than the other PIA is looking at different research areas is is to focus on careers rather than on specific research and developing those tools that people will find useful i i know through dementia research some of our most podcast popular podcasts and blogs and things have been about how to write good grant applications and and if we can 
bring together some people to collaborate through the PIA on things like funding applications or sharing their advice that they've learned from progressing themselves to get some of the most successful people to talk to some of the new people in the field and encourage some of that networking and collaboration through online tools, physical conferences that we're talking about going to. I think that's, that's if we can achieve some of that in the first two years while I'm chair, I'll, I'll feel like I've done a good job and we'll be very happy with that. We've achieved so much with the NIHR dementia. Your, um, your uh, fantastic and passionate leadership. I know that it's really um, expanded the, the network and I, I myself have been involved for a couple of years and it's just created so many opportunities for me. So I think it's very exciting that, that you're pushing this across the whole world now. It's, it's really exciting. Um, it's, it's great that this is actually finally, finally becoming important. I mean, researcher careers is, is high up on the agenda now. I mean, most funders and institutions are thinking about what support they can put in place. I saw an open funding call from the, uh, the Research Council in Australia this last week of that's one of their main aims about how you support, you know, support researchers working within it. I'm collaborating on a grant application to, to try and do more in other parts of the world as well. So it, it, it's an exciting time, but it does feel like there's still a lot to do. But it's inspiring as well and um, very hopeful. Thank you. And Nayara, um, what inspired you to get involved <laughs> with the PIA? Um, so when I first heard about this um, through Adam, I was in Dublin um, and I was coming to the end of my first year, which of my first postdoc. So it was the, a postdoc that was a one year contract, as many are. And at the time I was applying for my second postdoc and most of these would also one or two years. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the sort of unreliability of this early career stage and talking to a lot of my colleagues who were also going through this, uh, my partner as well. And it, um, so when I heard about this idea of a PIA that was just catered for supporting and creating um, new resources for early career researchers, I thought, you know, this is, there's so much demand for this. And there's, amongst my colleagues, we talk about this all the time and we, there's a lot of appetite for it. So as soon as, um, yeah, I heard about it from Adam, I thought it was a brilliant idea and I was really keen to get involved. Brilliant. And what will your role be on this new? Um, so I'll be um, communication chair, which as the name suggests, I'll be um, working on the communication, which can both be, I think, well, first I see it as a communication with the members, so with the early career researchers who will hopefully all be joining us. Um, and I think this will be really important at the start because as James and Adam said, we really want to um, design some resources, be it webinars or online resource or workshops that are that really cater to what the ECRs want or have an appetite for. And to do that, we really need to have a really good communication with them first where they can tell us what exactly they need. Um, so I think that I see this as a very first stage, you know, establishing that communication, hearing from them what would be most helpful. And I think a second part of the communication, which will also be important, will be communication, communicating with the other PIAs. So as Beth mentioned, there's a lot of topic based groups and they're super helpful and they're well established and they already organize lots of events and they're early career researchers who are already members of that. So it'd be great for us to also communicate across these groups so that we can really make sure that we're taking um, you know, the full advantage of everything that these PIAs can offer. 
Yeah, so that's that is particularly helpful that Beth sits across a few other PIAs so that you Absolutely. can make those connections. That's really, really helpful. Um, well, Adam, what happens next then? What would you like the listeners to do? How can they get in touch? So we're still working with the team at um, iStart to, to bottom out the logistics and the practicalities where we're currently working on our, our, the kind of document that's a bit like our terms of reference. I, I can't remember the official name of it. There's, there's a document that sets out exactly what we'll do, which we're working on at the moment. And as part of that, we do have to define who will be in the executive committee. So we're fulfilling the, the standard roles that every PIA is required. And what we're starting to look at now is to is those, as I mentioned before, these kind of subcontinent uh, representatives. Um, and I think there will be lots of opportunities to get involved in some of that small group working with some specific task and finish projects. And, and one of the very first things, as I said, we want to do is to devise a, a large international survey to start to capture the voices of early career researchers across the world to understand um, what they feel the barriers are, um, um, what they find helpful to identify existing resources and good good practice across the country so we can to bring that in. But also as well, I think what we learned from that survey will help inform some of our longer term goals as well. Um, so opportunities at the moment are probably to, first of all, if you're not a member of iStart, you should definitely go join. I mean, even if it's not, you know, just for for this group as well, there are lots of benefits to being in iStart. You get um, access to some online journals, you get a reduced price ticket for the AIC and longer to submit abstracts. There's the online communities and the PIAs. Um, I think they've got a whole bunch of careers tools as there and uh, we're working with them at the moment because I know they're keen to look at their mentoring programs and, and things. So definitely join iStart and I think, uh, as we launch this today is the first day of the neuro uh, neuroscience next conference that they've organized. And I think if you join up today or tomorrow, you also get um, a reduced price. I can't, I want to say 50%. Uh, I'm looking around to see if anybody else nods at me. Yeah. 50%. So it's about half price. If you join in the next day or two um, uh, details of all the PIAs are on the website, you can join as many as you like. And I think opportunities to get, involved in their work are really open to your capacity or willingness or interest to get involved uh, as Beth's obviously been amazing at getting involved in uh, some of those. Um, I've been a member of them for quite a while and have never done other than passive participation, which is if that's all you've got time to do, that's, you know, that's there. The, the things that they produce are, are there for you to use. Um, so go to the website, um, you can tick the boxes to say which PIAs you want to, to join up in. And um, we'll probably announce our first meeting and the roles that we're looking for uh, through the iStart newsletter um, in the coming, uh, sometime in the coming month. And I think if you can also, if you're not a member of iStart at the moment, follow iStart on Twitter and it is just I-S-T-A-A-R-T. Um, and I think announcements and opportunities will be go through their Twitter feed as well. I mean, I think so. And as I said, one of the first things will be to set up this small group to to devise this this survey. And we'll, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to put some publications out of this as well and produce some advice that we can send up to the Department of Health or 
Alzheimer's Research UK, Alzheimer's Association to say, look, these are the these are the changes that we need in our in our career paths. That's what you should do. Go to the, Go to the website. Oh no, do you ever sleep, Adam? I mean, sorry, have I been sending you emails late at night again? No, I just I'm just amazed by the amount of work and the the number of um, things that you do to promote early career research, research and researchers. It's um, really um, awe-inspiring and exciting and you know it, it it makes us all want to be involved and keep being involved so um yes so go to the website so i'd like to thank our panelists adam nyara beth and james we've got profiles on all our panelists on the website including details of their twitter handles so if you want to ask them any questions you can do so and if any of our listeners have questions we've also got a really busy whatsapp community group where early stage PhD students will find a really supportive community and details on how to join can be found on our website. We will also include details on how to get involved in the PIA in the text with this podcast. So finally, please remember to like, subscribe and leave a review of this podcast through our website, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean and SoundCloud and all the other places that you can find podcasts. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for hosting, Anna. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society, supporting early career dementia researchers across the world.